Welcome to the Fantasy Football CU Podcast. Today, we're going to dive into Week 2, preview those games, discuss the Vikings and Eagles game from Thursday night. But before we get into that, we're going to dive into the Word of God. Thank you, everyone, for joining in. We're going to discuss today Romans chapter 5, verses 3 through 4, one of my favorite scriptures in the whole Bible. And this is what it says. Not only so, but we also rejoice in our sufferings, because we know that suffering produces perseverance, perseverance character, and character hope. It's a strange concept to think that we should rejoice in our sufferings, but we know that when we go through difficult times, that grows us, that matures us, that makes us into the people that we are meant to be, that God has meant us to be. So way that Romans is saying we rejoice when we're suffering because we know God is with us and he's going to mold us into something better. Well, thank you guys again for joining. Let's let's start with that game on Thursday night. So the Vikings are probably the best 0-2 team in the league. And no matter who loses on Sunday, unless the Chiefs lose, which I don't anticipate that, but um, the Vikings are going to be the best 0-2 team in the league because they they are playing so well just some crazy 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 turnovers that's going on um, fumbles that is just fluky that fumble that jefferson had that went out in the end zone if that's an inch closer to the left it's just on the one yard line and they score and probably win that game but that's what happens in football but to the fantasy aspect jefferson looked awesome i mean I, what else can you say he's the best receiver in the league um, Jordan Addison did really well. I actually posted on the X, not Twitter, but the X, that he is my bold start of the week, and that paid off. He had three catches, 72 yards, and that really good touchdown. He could have had more. Um, Kirk Cousins is looking for him early and often. He's going to start playing more, especially because KJ Osborne is looking a little, a little sus. Honestly, he's had a couple drops. He's not quite playing as well as he needs to and Addison is playing so well that I don't think he can keep him off the field um but with Madison that's the scary part he I don't know he is their main back but with that offensive line for the Vikings unless they get something figured out I don't know he might be at best a flex play going forward and for the Eagles you want any part of whoever is starting at running back if it's swift if it's Gainwell, if it's even possibly Penny, whoever they decide to start, you want that player in your lineup. Good luck figuring out who that truly is going to be. But as we saw last night, especially with the Vikings run defense, so honestly, any running back that's facing the Vikings, you probably want to start from here on out unless they change some things. But any running back with the Eagles, you want to start every single week. And of course, you're always starting both those wide receivers, Devontae Smith, and you're, of course, you're starting A.G. Brown. And Jalen Hurts is awesome. And I still will be okay starting Dallas Goddard. It has been kind of kind of difficult to start the season, but I, I would start him as well. Um, but now let's go ahead and dive into the Sunday slate. We'll begin with the Packers and Falcons. For the Packers, um, Aaron Jones has been a little bit hurt. So if you don't have A.J. Dillon on your team, and if he's available on waivers, I'd go pick him up just in case Aaron Jones is going to miss a game or two, then A.J. Dillon would be a top 20 running back. You would need him in your lineup. 
but if Aaron Jones healthy, you're starting him. If Christian Watson's healthy, you're probably starting him, but I am not as high as other people. I have to see it first. And with that hamstring injury, I think that's what he's dealing with. That can be difficult. So I'm you're probably going to start him if you drafted him, but I would be a little cautious to just to make sure you don't have high expectations to start the year out. And I do like their tight end, Luke Musgrave. I I added him to a few of my um, leagues. He's a bench dash for now until we truly see what he can be. For the Falcons, of course, you're starting both those running backs. Bichon is one of the best prospects in a long time. I feel like he should get more touches. Now it's Arthur Smith. That's hard to tell, but he should get more um, rushes, more catches, more targets. And Tyler Algier is a solid flex play. He's going to get some work. He's going to get on the field. He's a really good running back, especially in the red zone. And then further pass catchers, you probably still have to start Kyle Pitts because tight end is such a wasteland. It's difficult to find anyone. But I probably would binge Drake London for now until you see that they can truly pass the ball. They will have to pass the ball more against the Packers, so if you have to start him, you should feel okay about that. But if you have other options, I might look that way for now until we see an improvement in that pass game. For the Raiders against the Bills, Josh Allen's going to go crazy. He's going to have possibly one of the best quarterback weeks of week two because of how bad he looked in week one, and the Raiders' defense isn't that great. The Bills are kind of up against the wall because they're already 0-1 in a hole. That division's very difficult. They can't afford to lose too many more games. You're starting Stephon Diggs. You're starting James Cook. He looked great. And Gabe Davis, I would wait to see to make sure that he truly is a solid wide receiver too. Um, I'd skip him on your bench. I wouldn't drop him. Um, and I definitely would look into picking up Dalton Kincaid if you haven't already. I think he's going to have potential to be a great option at a, the tight end position. He could be a startable tight end soon. And for the Raiders... Not much here. Josh Jacobs, yes, but I wouldn't have high expectations. Phil Stevens is pretty good. Devontae Adams, of course. If Myers is healthy, if he's cleared concussion protocol, I'd feel okay about that. He looked pretty good. But other than that, I really wouldn't want to start anyone off that Raiders team. It's just not... Oh, there's no tight end. I don't really want to look at Garoppolo unless it's a deep league. So I would avoid it there. For Ravens and Bengals, this one is two offenses that looked horrible week one that I think are going to bounce back. So for the Ravens, Lamar Jackson is going to look great. Andrews, if he's in there, you're starting him. You're starting Zay Flowers. He looked fantastic. I'd I'd be cautious of Odell. He, he might be a flex play, but I'd for me, if you had another option, I'd put him on your bench just until you see it to make sure... And with those running backs, I honestly, I don't think I want to start any of them unless we see one of them take over that backfield, take over that job. I just kind of wait and see. I'd avoid for now. And for the Bengals, Joe Burrow is going to look so much better than he did last week. That was a fluke game. He's going to be awesome. Jamar Chase is going to be awesome. T. Higgins is going to do great. You're starting Joe Mixon, of course. And I'd keep Irv Smith on your radar. Maybe a bench dash. He might be something in the future. But that's, that's basically all for the Bengals. Tyler Boyd's a fine bench stash as well in case there's an injury. I don't think he has any standalone value for now. For the Seahawks and Lions, 
Um, on the Seahawks, I think Geno Smith is a startable quarterback this week. The Lions defense looked improved, but it's still not a top 10, top 15 defense. It's an average defense, I would say, probably at best. So I'd feel okay starting Geno Smith um, in a 12-team league or deeper. And you're going to start DK. He's going to be awesome. He's one of the most athletic freaks at that position. I'd feel pretty good with Lockett this week. He had a low week, week one, but I think they're going to get back on track. I wouldn't start JSN just yet. I'd keep him on your bench. He definitely should be on your team. If he's available, go pick him up because he is going to be something real sometime in the future. I don't know about yet, though. For the running back room, Kenneth Walker is the guy. I thought that Zach Charbonnet might sneak some touches in, maybe like a... 65 35 split but it wasn't it was kenneth walker he was the guy so that tells me that charbonnet should be on benches because if kenneth walker gets hurt he's had a little bit of injury history last year if he gets hurt zach charbonnet is going to be a must start so make sure he's on your bench if he's available then i would try to pick him up and then for the lions jared goff is a fine streamer the seahawks defense doesn't scare you if you have a tough matchup or you're in a deep league, you're fine with Jared Goff. Of course, you're starting Amon Ra, one of the top receivers in the game. He's a top five play, honestly. And um, I'm okay with our tight end. Sam Laporta looked fine, but I wouldn't start him yet. I, again, it's just like Luke Musgrave. Just wait a little bit until you see that he's truly going to be involved. But he's a great bench stash. And Dave Montgomery, I would still be fine starting for now rb2 or flex because soon jameer gibbs is going to be a thing he's going to be the guy he's going to get more touches here it might be more close to a 60 40 at most 50 50 split this week so they're both startable but in the future i think it's going to be gibbs getting the most of the work with montgomery spelling him and getting some red zone look and then for the chargers and titans so for the Titans, I don't, I don't know. Hopkins, you're probably gonna start because you have to draft him. You draft him fairly high. Of course, you're starting Derrick Henry. He's awesome. Honestly, that's about it. You're not gonna start Tannehill. I don't even in a deeper league. I would try to avoid that. He didn't look good at all week one. He'll be better this week, of course, but I, I don't want him on my team. And Traylon Burks, there's too many better wide receivers. He's a great talent, but that team doesn't throw the ball much anyway. So I, I don't even know if I'd have him on my bench. I don't have any shares of Traylon Burks, especially whenever they um, picked up DeAndre Hopkins. And then Chico Conquo, you're okay with having him on your bench. He's going to be much better than week one. Tight end is such a difficult position. So if you want him on your bench, that's good. I, I would agree with that, but don't start him just yet. And for the Chargers, that's fairly straightforward. Um, you're going to start quarterback. You're going to start um, Keenan Allen. You're going to start Mike Williams. He's a fine wide receiver to or flex, pay, flex play. And with Austin Eckler, if he's healthy, you're starting him, of course. But he, he's been missing practice. So I don't know. You might want to pick up Joshua Kelly, if you, especially if you have Austin Eckler. Because if Eckler's out, Kelly's a great play this week. Titans have a great run defense, so I wouldn't expect a lot. But um, if Eckler's out, you've got to start Kelly. Um, and if he's free, if he's available in your league, pick him up. Pick him up. Maybe hold him away from the Austin Eckler manager because he's 
he's going to be great. And he has a little bit of standalone value, even if Eckler's out. So um, you're starting Justin Herbert, starting Mike Williams, Keenan Allen, and whichever running back is going to be playing. I wouldn't really start Gerald Everett just yet. Um, he didn't really do a whole lot week one. He's fine. If you don't have any other options, you can feel okay, but he doesn't have much of a ceiling. He's more of a floor guy. And with Quentin Johnson, you're weighing on him as well. Then for the Bears and the Buccaneers. So for the Bears, I don't know. Justin Fields are starting, of course, but I mean, you probably need to start DJ Moore if you drafted him. But he's kind of a flex, honestly, until we see it. They'll play better than week one. Buccaneers defense is pretty good. But um they can be they can be getting they can be passed on. They can't get some yards against them. They have a pretty solid run defense. But with the Bears running back room, I don't know. They kind of share the work. I think for now it's still Khalil Herbert. But if Roshan Johnson isn't on your team, I would suggest to look and see if you can add him because he has a clear path to taking over that job. And if he is the guy in that room, if they decide to do that, they might just use all three backs. But if they decide to use one guy and it is Roshan Johnson, I think he kind of is the best running back they got. So he could be a solid play. So I'd put him on your bench. And for the Buccaneers, Rashad White, I think you could feel better with. Um, the Bears' run defense got gashed by the Packers last week. So I think Rashad White will play better this week. You're starting Mike Evans. You're starting Godwin, of course. But that's about it for the Buccaneers. I, I would um, keep an eye out for Sean Tucker. I wouldn't add him just yet. But um, if Rashad White has another low um, low yard game with not many much production, then Sean Tucker could be a thing. So I would keep my eye on that as well. And then the Chiefs and Jaguars. This is probably going to be the most fun game of the week. It's going to be a lot of points scored. I would honestly start anybody that you can. For the Jaguars, Trevor Lawrence, of course. He's a top five play for me this week. Travis Etienne looked amazing. I still would keep an eye on Tank Bigsby. Keep keep him on your radar. You might not need to add him, but um, I have him on a few teams because it looked like he could be the red zone guy, and if anything happens to ETN, he's going to be a must-start. He is a great backup running back. You're starting their most of their wide receivers as well, so Calvin Ridley looked awesome. I would say Zay Jones you should feel comfortable with, maybe as a flex, because he was on the outside. He was their wide receiver too, and they're going to have to score points against the Chiefs. And and also, I kind of think Christian Kirk could be a play this week. The Chiefs slot defense has normally been kind of suspect. Um, Christian Kirk is going to be their number three receiver normally playing in the slot, but I think the Jaguars are going to have to put up a lot of yards, a lot of points to keep up. So Christian Kirk could be a sneaky flexish play as well. And for the Chiefs, that's fairly obvious. Patrick Mahomes, Kelsey plays. You're starting him, of course. I feel fine with Pacheco as an RB2 or a flex as well. And then for the wide receivers, I wait. I wouldn't start any of them, but I'd have them on your team. So Sky Moore, Rasheed Rice, maybe even Tony, even though he looked awful week one. He can't look that bad. He'll be better. 
I would say maybe have them on your bench unless you have another choice. Look to them in the future because they will have a role, but it's hard to say for sure just yet out the gate. And then for the Colts and Texans, the Colts, um, it's kind of obvious. Anthony Richardson looked pretty good. I would start him. I would start Michael Pittman. He looked pretty good. He could be a solid flex option. And that's probably about it. I don't want anything to do with their running backs. They don't have any other wide receivers. Their tight ends are fine. So it's Richardson and it's Pittman. And that's about it for now until we see more. And for the Texans, this one is a little interesting. So CJ Stroud looked kind of like a rookie last week because he is. So um, I wouldn't be looking at adding him or starting him, but his playmakers are interesting. You can have some thoughts on there. So Nico Collins is a solid flex option. Robert Woods could be a flex option as well, but not as high as a ceiling as Nico Collins. And then I would be adding Tank Dell to your teams. Not startable just yet, but he is a fast, speedy, quick wide receiver that could be electric if he can truly get some opportunity. But he's their number three right now, so I would add him, stash him on your bench. And of course, you're starting Damian Pierce. He's going to look better than last week. Colts defense doesn't scare you like the Ravens defense does. Ravens defense is really good. So I would start Damian Pierce this week, feel confident in that. And uh, I don't think I would look at starting Dalton Schultz. I thought he was going to be a sneaky tight end play this year, but he didn't look very good week one. So I'd wait. If you want to drop him, you can. If he's in waivers, don't worry about adding him just yet. Wait to see what he can do later. And then we have the 49ers and the Rams. So two 1-0 teams. Who thought that the Rams were going to win their first game? But um, for the 49ers, um, with George Kittle, I'd... I feel fine starting him. He was hurt week one, but he's healthy now. And I feel like this could be a George Kittle game. Brandon Ayuk went off week one. So I think they're going to, they're, they're usually good at spreading the ball around. So it usually when one player goes off, especially the pass catchers, they don't do it again in back to back weeks. So I would be looking more towards Debo Samuel and George Kittle having those boom games and, Brandon Ayuk having a more fine, flourish type game. So you're starting Brandon Ayuk, of course, just in case he does go off. But I would say that I would expect Debo Samuel and George Kittle to have bigger games than they did week one. And Ayuk to kind of come back, come back to earth a little bit, have maybe four or five catches for 60, 65 yards, and that's about it, which is still good. Good enough for a flex. So I would start all of them. And of course, you're starting McCaffrey best running back in the game most likely and you're starting him without any hesitation and with Brock Purdy if you're in a deep league or a two QB league you can feel fine starting him because he is possibly the best floor play at quarterback right now he's kind of like the new Kirk Cousins he's not going to get you 400 yards four touchdowns or 50 rushing yards but he's basically every single game going to be 250 two and possibly one and that's fine. That's fine for a solid floor quarterback. So if you punch that position or in your deep league, you can start him. And for the Rams, I don't know. Puka Nakua looked really, really good week one. But he's dealing with a little bit of an injury. I'm recording this on Friday, so practices haven't been updated yet to see if he's in there. But if you have him, I would say 
You can start him in your flex, and you can feel okay about it, but the 49ers defense is really good. Matthew Stafford's not going to have a lot of time, but if if he got the ball out, the secondary for the Niners isn't isn't unbeatable. I think they can they can be had a little bit. So Pukunakua should be in your flexes if he is available. If he's not, if he's out, then there's Tutu Atwell. I'm okay with that. Van Jefferson, okay. They're all kind of flex plays where it's kind of a dart throw maybe, but if you have better options over Tutu or over Van Jefferson, probably should look that way. But if Puka plays, he looked really good. Matthew Stafford was looking for him early and often. I'd feel okay with putting him in your lineup as a flex. And you're not really starting anyone else other than Higby. Higby didn't have a great game, but tight end position such a horrible wasteland. So start Higby unless you have better options, which there's not really a whole lot of better options out there. And then now we're going to go to the Giants and Cardinals. So for the Cardinals, you start James Conner because he's a solid floor. You draft him high enough. He's RB2 or flex. Same with Marquise Brown, wide receiver two or flex. And I keep an eye on Zach Ertz. He got a lot of targets last week. When he's out on the field, he just soaks up targets. So he could be a thing. I wouldn't start him yet, but he could be a thing. That's kind of it for the Cardinals and for the Giants. It's kind of similar. So you should feel fine starting Daniel Jones this week. He had a horrible week one, but it imploded. Everything that could go wrong did go wrong for the Giants week one. Daniel Jones will be fine. His rushing keeps his floor at a pretty good spot. Decent ceiling as well. And um, as far as pass catchers, you're starting Darren Waller. I feel confident in him this week. He got limited play time last week. He was dealing with a hammy, and the game got out of control, so why bother? But I feel confident in him this week because Cardinals defense is average to below average. Their team's not very good. Giants will probably be in leading this game. And Darren Waller's their only pass catcher that you really are concerned about as a defense. So I would start Darren Waller with confidence. I wouldn't start any of the receivers until you see it. And after week one, you saw nothing. So keep some on your radar. Isaiah Hodgins, the rookie they drafted. Wanda Robinson from last year, if he gets healthy. They're fine to keep an eye on, but there's, they're not starting those yet. And then for the Jets and the Cowboys, this is going to be the two best defenses against each other. So you're probably starting the Cowboys defense again because of the injury to Aaron Rodgers. Zach Wilson looks just like he's not he's not ready to play NFL football, and he's been in the league for a couple years. And it just I don't know, he might not be he might not be a thing. And Micah Parsons is going to get after him early, often, and fast. The Jets' offensive line is average at best, so I would feel good in starting the Cowboys' defense. And um, Dak Prescott's a fine play. He, he doesn't He's not needed to do a whole lot because the Cowboys' team is really good. So he's, he's more of a deep league, QB2, QB1 if you're in a 16-team league or a two-quarterback league. But you got better options unless um, somebody's hurt or... Um, you're a Cowboys fan, you just feel confident in him. But I wouldn't start him unless you had you didn't have any other options. But you're starting Tony Pollard, even though expectations should be a little bit lower. Just defense is one of the best in the league, possibly the best. 
you're going to start CD Lamb. Again, expectations a little lower. Sauce Gardner is going to be on him. Um, and that's about it. Brandon Cooks is hurt. He's probably going to miss this game. Michael Gallup, eh, eh. You have to see it first. And their tight end, I mean, he looked he looked pretty decent in week one, their rookie they drafted. But um, it's going to take a while till Ferguson really gets in my lineup. You can add him onto your team and keep him on your bench, kind of like a Luke Musgrave as well. But um, Jake Ferguson, I would wait to see to make sure he can live up to the hype before I start him. And then for the Jets, mm, I don't know. If you have Brees Hall, you should feel good after week one, but Cowboys defense is going to focus in on him. I guess you can start him as a flex, same with Dalvin Cook, because they're both going to get a lot of work. But I, I wouldn't feel confidence in this Jets offense, honestly. And with Garrett Wilson, you probably have to start him. But he's going to have Stephon Gilmore. He's going to have Tron Diggs on him. He's going to have Zach Wilson passing him the ball. So just lower expectations. And then there's not really anybody else on the Jets team that you're even looking at. And then for the Commanders against the Broncos. This is going to be probably another low-scoring game. Both these offenses are fine. Um, and their defenses are pretty good. Uh, for the Commanders, um, Brent Robinson is a fine flex start. Terry McLaurin is going to get the Patrick Sertan shadow, so lower expectations. You probably have to have him in your lineup, but he's not going to be all that great this week. John Dodson could be the play, though, because he's going to get the um, second string corners on him, and Sam Howell likes to fling the ball. He likes to push it downfield. So I would think that John Dodson is a solid start. Wide receiver two possible um, opportunity for him. Definitely in your flex, though. And for their tight ends, you know, they're okay. Logan Thomas looked fine. And that's probably about it. I don't think I'd start Antonio Gibson. He didn't really play a whole lot last week. Until we see it, I wouldn't, I wouldn't insert him into lineups. Keep him on your bench for now. And for the Broncos, good news is Jerry Judy looks like he's going to be back. So you feel confident starting him. Cortland Sutton was fine last week. So he's a solid flex. Judy's probably more of a wide receiver too. And for the running backs, Javante Williams played a lot of snaps. You might be okay putting him into your lineups as a RB2 flex type of play. And P. Ryan, he got a lot of touches. But I think those touches are going to slowly diminish because Javante Williams is their guy. So I would probably just bench P. Ryan, stash him for now in case Javante has a setback and P. Ryan is the guy, then he's a solid start. But I wouldn't put him in your lineups. And with Russell Wilson, eh, you're not starting him yet. If he shows something, then maybe you can put him in your lineup. But no, he's he still looks kind of suspect to me. And then next for the Dolphins and Patriots, Sunday night football. This one could be fun, honestly. It's strength against strength. So the Patriots, great defense against the Dolphins, great offense. So with the Dolphins, I mean, this one's fairly to the point. You're starting Tyreek Hill. He's one of the best receivers in the game. Either two or one, depending on who you ask. You're starting Jalen Waddle. He is fantastic, so fast. And that's about it. If you need to start, start Raheem Mostert, 
you can. He's maybe a flex play, but the Patriots defense is really good. Um, I wouldn't expect a whole lot from him, but if you need to start him, you can. And I wouldn't start the tight ends for the Dolphins, but I would start to. I'm happy what I saw there. I was looking at him in drafts this year. I didn't get him on any teams, but whoever drafted him, I thought that's a good pickup because I think he's underrated. So I definitely would start two of this week. He's a top 10, top eight play. And for the Patriots, you're starting Ramondre Stevenson. And that's about it. You can start Hunter Henry if you want to. I would keep him on your team for sure. Pick him up if he's on waivers. You need to see it a little bit longer till you feel confidence in starting him. But you probably have a better option. If you don't, you can feel okay starting Hunter Henry. But I don't, I don't know if I like the receivers. Juju looked just awful. Kendrick Bourne looked good, but that, I don't know if that was a fluke or not. So if you have to start Bourne because you picked him up and somebody's hurt, you need to put him in your flex, okay. But I would kind of avoid for now until we see who truly is their receiver. Um, but you're starting Ramondre Stevenson. Mac Jones might be a pickup eventually. He's going to be able to pass the ball a lot this week he's gonna have to because the Dolphins are gonna move the ball and put up points most likely so you can feel okay picking him up honestly maybe stash him on your bench maybe he's a um a bye week fill-in or if your quarterback is not performing the way you thought crazy to say Mac Jones could be a thing and Zeke is a fine bench stash but I wouldn't be starting him in, in any lineups just yet and then for Monday Night Football, two games. We have Saints against the Panthers. We have kind of okay team versus kind of average team here. So for the Panthers, I, I don't know if you really want to start anybody. I guess you can start Miles Sanders because he's going to get volume. He's going to get the ball. And you probably drafted him as an RB2 anyway. So he's, he's a fine flex. Um, but other than him... Adam Thielen looked slow. DJ Chark was injured if he's back. I don't know. Um, Jonathan Mingo got a few looks, but it's hard to tell because um, they just didn't look that great in week one. Now, it is the rookie quarterback. It is his first start, but uh, it, it just didn't look good. And the best offensive player they had was Hayden Hurst. So if you want to pick him up, you can. If you need to start him, but I wouldn't myself. I probably have better options. Bryce Young just didn't look good. He'll be better. He will. But the Saints defense is pretty decent. And you can actually start the Saints defense this week if you wanted. And then for the Saints, you should have more confidence in Jamal Williams. He played the best run defense in the game, most likely against the Titans last week. He got a lot of run. He's their only back right now, basically. They have a bunch of no names behind him because Kendry Miller still probably hurt. He might miss this game. Um, so you should feel better with Jamal Williams. He'll, he'll probably get an Anzo. And then with the receivers, Olave's awesome. Michael Thomas actually looks healthy. He's a decent flex play. And Rashid Shahid. He should be on your team. I don't know if I'd start him just yet because he didn't play a lot of snaps last week. He got a lot of long passes. He looked great. But until he gets more snaps, more involved, I don't know if I'd start him, but he should be on your team. 
And then with our tight ends with Jonu Smith, he's a fine start. Um, he's more of a tight end two or a deeper league tight end. So if you punted at the position again and you need to start him, that's fine. He might get into the end zone. But there are better options out there. But he definitely should be on teams. If he's available and you have the space, I would say pick him up. And then the last game of the evening, Browns against the Steelers. I think this one's going to be physical. It's going to be ugly. It's going to be hard-hitting. Brown Steelers always are, and the Browns defense is legit. And for the Browns, um, Nick Chubb is awesome. you got to start him. He actually got involved in the passing game last week, which is intriguing because that used to be his thing that he never did. And he was already a top 10 running back without being involved in the passing game. Um, you should be okay starting Amari Cooper. He's wide receiver two. But Deshaun Watson, he did not look good last week. That could have had to do some, something to do with the weather. Weather was awful. But I don't know if I would feel confident because, I don't know, it's been a lot of games in a row coming from last season that he's looked average to below average. So I don't know. So you're starting Mari Cooper, you're starting Nick Chubb, and Joku's a great tight end. He's, he's a starting tight end as well. And that's about it. I wouldn't start Deshaun Watson unless you need to. And for the Steelers, Deontay's probably going to miss the game. He might miss a couple weeks. Um, so George Pickens is going to be their wide receiver one. But that Browns defense is really good. So George Pickens is a starting wide receiver. He's more of a wide receiver two or a flex. But he's going to get a lot of volume this game because he's kind of their main guy now. With Allen Robinson on the outside, I don't know if I'd start him. He got a few targets last week. He looked fine. But that was out of the slot. He's going to be on the outside this week, and I don't know. I don't know if he can do that anymore. We have to see it first. The interesting one is um, their rookie wide receiver, Calvin Austin. He looked really good good so i would pick him up if you had the space especially in a deep league because if deontay misses two three four weeks um it's hard to tell calvin austin's going to be their slot receiver he could get a lot of looks a lot of targets he could be a ppr machine he looked really good last week so he'd be he's a good, solid bench stash for now and you're starting frymouth he is a top 10 tight end every week um with their running game you're probably having to start Najee harris but Timber expectations, the Browns defense is great. And also Jalen Warren might be a thing. You probably should pick him up if you have Najee Harris or if he's even available. He could be another solid bench stash. And with Kenny Pickett, he was one of my favorite sleepers for the quarterback position this year. He looked awful week one. It's going to be difficult week two again, but I still have faith in him. Don't start him this week unless you have to, but I still think he is going to be much better than he has shown from week one and then possibly week two. All right. Well, that was the week two preview. Now let's get real. And it's going to tie into that scripture we went over, Romans 5, 3 through 4, how suffering produces perseverance, perseverance, character, character, hope. And it ties into the story that I spoke about last week. So um, I met Joy at the Bible study and we started to talk, we started to text, started to communicate, get to know one another, and eventually it led into let's see what what is here 
is there something here? So we started to pursue one another intently. We asked the right questions, not what's your favorite color or what kind of food do you like? We asked things like what your what's your personal view on contentment versus complacency? So the real questions, um, how are you in your faith? How are you in your walk with God? All those really important things and it was wonderful to see. We started to really get to know one another really quickly and we can tell that there was something there. And um, I did something that was actually kind of cool. Um, I met her mom. Her dad's not in her life. It's a long story, but I met her mom. Her mom was very important to her. We had a one-on-one -on -one conversation and she told me a little jokingly um, over text. She said, okay, we're meeting here at this time. Be sure to bring your resume. resume. And she gave kind of a winky um, emoji. So I thought, hmm, you know what? That's a good idea. I'm going to do that. So I literally typed up a long resume um, about my history as a person, relationships, my expectations, why I'm pursuing her daughter, and um, my strengths and weaknesses, just like what you would do when you're applying for a job. And the look on her face when I gave it to her was priceless. She was very impressed that I did that. And that's one of our favorite memories that we had is that I did that resume for her mom. And then a few months after that, I proposed to her, we got married, and God literally put me with the real one. And I told my wife, I told her this, and she was in awe of this statement. And she said, really? And I said, yes. And I've told her this a few times. I said that everything I went through, so the two failed relationships, being just broken, alone, not knowing what to do with my life, I would go through that again because of what happened in the end with meeting her and marrying her. God was with me during those difficult circumstances. He was building my character. He was growing me. I was not a good husband at within those first two relationships. I was not. It was, it was me. I made mistakes. I didn't value them the way I needed to. I didn't um, have enough service towards um, my previous two relationships. So God was showing me that these are the things I needed to improve on. And I did that in preparation during that time for Joy, my wife Joy. She has the perfect name. Um, and I, I told her that. I said, I would go through that again if it meant meeting you and marrying you. So Romans 5, 3 through 4, perseverance, character, hope. That's why we rejoice in our sufferings. Thank you, everyone, for joining in to this week's podcast. Be sure to check out the website, fantasyfootballcu.com. Join our membership. We'll have weekly webinars. You can ask all kinds of questions, and we'd be happy to pray for you. Thank you guys so much. God bless you. We will see you next week.